Hello, and welcome to Plants for the People, People for the Plants. Today, it's me, Olivia Birch. I would like to again take a moment for any new listeners to say, hey, thank you for tuning in, and welcome to the show. And now, for a beloved plant friend, I am very pleased to introduce Tulsi, or Holy Basil, another member of the mint family, which reminds me of my own family, where there are cousins you don't realize were your cousins. <sighs> Tulsi is a highly revered plant in Ayurvedic tradition, and now among many Westerners too. It is considered an adaptogen, which is a class of plant medicines that help our bodies adapt and benefit from stress. There are a couple kinds of stress folks recognize, distress, the one most of us think of, and eustress. Eustress is a challenge that pushes our limits, but ultimately brings growth. Distress is a difficult type of stress that isn't necessarily good for you. Adaptogens have functions that improve our body's capability to recover from stress and improve our performance when we are challenging ourselves, so they work with both types of stress. Tulsi is native to the Indian subcontinent and grows abundantly throughout Southeast Asia. Tulsi enjoys full sun and prefers moist, well-drained soil. These aromatic plants can grow around two feet tall and one to two feet wide if given ample space. In their tropical home climate, Tulsi is a short-lived perennial, though they can grow as well as an annual elsewhere. They also thrive as an indoor plant if you want to try that out. There are five widely recognized Tulsi varieties. Rama is a green leaf variety with purple flowers. Krishna is a dark greeny but also purple leaf variety that has a very peppery flavor and is not as commonly grown here. Krishna is considered the most medicinal of the Tulsis. Vana is the tall wild variety with a strong clove scent, often applied for medicinal purposes. They have green leaves and white flowers. Amrita is a hardy perennial type and also less commonly grown, and Kapoor, which is the variety most commonly grown in the United States. This variety has the mildest flavor and is less potently medicinal than other varieties from what I found. They have a medium green leaf and many fragrant purple flowers. Tulsi leaves grow in opposite pairs along a green to purple hairy or pubescent square stem. Leaves are slightly toothed and green or purple depending on the variety. The flowers are bell-shaped, purple or white, and grow in terminal spikes. The flowers become little nutlets that are their fruits, and those contain lots of tiny black seeds. It is fairly simple to save a few stalks at the end of the season, dry them, and collect seed to sow in the following year. Right now on Evening Star Farm, Tulsi grows in abundance. Their sweet bubbly fragrance fills the air in our house where we have them drying. The plants grow quickly in an open sun area along borders of the egg garden named for its shape and Ashley and I have harvested from the plants for a few times over. Some say if you water Tulsi, you will be blessed. Traditionally, Tulsi is kept by entryways in homes. Next to the lotus, Tulsi is possibly the most sacred plant of India. They are considered purifying. What is known scientifically about that influence is Tulsi absorbs positive ions, energizes negative ions, and liberates ozone from the sun's rays. In Ayurvedic medicine, Tulsi is highly revered. They are considered purely sattvic plants. 
Sattva is the principle of light, perception, intelligence, and harmony. Tulsi opens our heart and minds, helping us act with love. Tulsi is considered sacred to Vishnu and Krishna, giving the protection of the divine by clearing our aura and strengthening our immune system. They strengthen our faith, compassion, and clarity. In our body, we see Tulsi act through the nervous, respiratory, and digestive systems. The properties we see from Tulsi's pungent and heating energetics include diaphoretic, nervine, antispasmodic, antibacterial, and antiseptic properties. These properties mean Tulsi helps us with most colds, flus, and lung problems. As a diaphoretic and febrifuge, they open up our pores and orifices, dispelling fevers. Tulsi removes excess gunk from our lungs and nasal passages and therefore promotes sensory acuity. In the digestive system, Tulsi improves absorption. Tulsi also strengthens our nerve tissue, increasing our memory, and in a beverage like an infusion is widely recognized to promote mental clarity. This beverage can also relieve headaches. And one can also juice the fresh leaves to apply to fungal infections on the skin. Personally, I enjoy holy basil's medicine most as an infusion, and being that it is an aromatic herb, this seems to be the most appropriate preparation. I have also crafted tinctures that I occasionally administer to myself, but most often share with others in the winter when I am less likely to have the fresher dried herb available. Tulsi speaks to me in its grounding, clarifying manner. The medicine brings energy by clearing away the white noise in my head, allowing me to listen to and observe my surroundings and inner landscape so I can act methodically. It has numerous benefits to our bodies and minds. Of course, I was not able to mention everything today. There is so much to say about every plant. There are many good resources on Tulsi or Holy Basil. For this episode, I followed The Yoga of Herbs by Drs. Frawley and Ladd. Another book that really delves into Tulsi's qualities as an adaptogen is a book titled Adaptogens by David Winston. Thank you for listening today on WDRT Viroqua Community Radio. Please feel free to reach out with your questions, enthusiasm, and commentary to ORP1015 at gmail.com. Stay well, friends, and see you next time on People for the Plants, Plants for the People.